improve their communication skills so they can help more people and help people more. I'm your host, Dr. Martin Harvey. I'm a chiropractor and I'm an expert in communicating the value of chiropractic. Today on Under the Influence, I'm going to be explaining to you exactly what sort of approaches, what skills you should be developing based on where you're currently at to grow your retention. So it builds on what I was talking about last week, where I was talking about the four things that chiropractors do that really mess up their retention and that they're linked to a style of practice that I think isn't maybe the best way you want to practice uh, if you want to create kind of an organically growing practice. So after I recorded it, I was reminded of the idea of gardening or farming versus hunting. And there's this idea that there's two different ways that you can develop growth in a practice or in any business. There's one that's based on farming where you're sort of cultivating existing relationships. You're focusing a lot on uh, exceeding the expectations and treating the people who are already in there really, really well um, with the intention that they're going to stay for longer because they've been treated so well, but they're also going to be willing to refer other people to it because it's such a fabulous experience and as a, it has a downside in that it it is perhaps slower to gain momentum initially but it has this advantage of you not every day having to go out and get more people in and the the whereas the hunting sort of approach is every day we're looking for the new person and so the focus is on that external part and I think there's a real parallel there where what I'm advocating for is that we focus on a couple of key things, and I spoke about them last time, that we want to focus on connection, that people buy you before they buy your message, and that uh, probably 70% of people leave any business because of perceived or real indifference, that they no longer think that you care about them as an individual and what's important to them. And so they choose to go elsewhere. And uh, that connection is the antidote to that. If we can establish a high level connection where people see us as part of their tribe and then nurture and deepen that connection over time, then it's highly likely people will stay with us. Whereas that style of practice, the, the hunting approach, because there's this constant focus on new people, by extension, it's very easy to neglect and take for granted the people already in your practice. Um, so in terms of fleshing that out, that traditional approach is very much focused on scripts, that if you have a particular sequence of asking questions and then giving answers, that you can present chiropractic in a very... Uh, sort of almost cookie cutter route, a very predictable way. And there's an upside to scripts. I also think that they come with a, it's a double-edged sword. So they come with a downside where they're not very individualized and people can sense that they're a script and that is very much, you know, off-putting to a lot of people, particularly in terms of that individual connection. And so the, the approach that I advocate for is rather than working on scripts, working on skills um, that the 
traditional practice management approach in chiropractic focuses on closing, getting people to make an upfront commitment and then this sort of ongoing convincing approach of every visit, the table talk is convincing them of the value of chiropractic or that if people stop coming in, that you need to do a recall to convince them to come back. Whereas I think if we focus more on connection and individualized value, a lot of the need for closing and convincing goes away. As part of that, I believe learning to ask questions that help us have insight into what is concerning somebody, what their lifestyle values are, what their level of health awareness is, so that we can then communicate chiropractic in a way that connects with where they're at and then bridges to somewhere higher, then that to me is the is a high value skill set that creates a farming type organically growing practice of people who want to be there and also want to refer their friends and family members versus getting skilled at managing people's objections to try and convince them to stay or convince them to start. And the sort of thread that goes through each of these fabrics is the first one is really based on this idea of you've got to tell the story that it's premise it starts from the idea that chiropractic is a great thing which I agree with and that our job is to tell people about chiropractic and it's based on I think erroneous ideas like if people knew what we do knew they'd do what we do whereas I believe what we need to do is uh, understand their story first so that we can make chiropractic relevant to them so if you haven't listened to last week's episode, got a lot of feedback from people um, from that episode. It's probably one of the bigger feedback episodes I've had. So uh, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it. You don't have to listen to it to get value from today. So whatever order uh, you want to do, that's fine. You can just keep going with today and loop back to the other one. Um, what I want to do though, I spoke in that conversation last time about this importance of focusing on skills versus strategies and that if we are highly skilled that that's going to translate into a better expression of a strategy than if we just try and work out exactly what the strategy is and I spoke about this truism in chiropractic that if you have a practice of that where the chiropractor is seeing 80 people a week and another practice where a different chiropractor is seeing 300 people a week that if you swapped the chiropractors that the 80 a week practice would probably grow very quickly towards 300 based on the capacity and skill of the chiropractor coming in and the 300 a week practice would sort of uh, slow down to that 80 a week um, level because of the, the lack of skill and capacity of the person coming in to maintain it at that level. So um, one of the tools that I use when I'm working with chiropractors, either one or one in or in a, a group format, is using PVA as a way of telling us um, where you're at currently with your attention and uh, also gives me at least a starting point on what skills you might need to develop to grow from there. Um, so PVA is a very easy thing to calculate. Basically, it's the number of uh, office visits in, over a certain period of time divided by the number of new clients that you saw over that period of time. Now, generally, it works better 
with time frames longer than a week. So typically once uh, calculating this once a month is about the sweet spot for me. Um, sometimes you will see a bit of up and down that, particularly if you're at a stage of high retention where you're seeing relatively few new clients and so quarterly PVA can even out some of that but for our purposes let's talk about monthly so what I would suggest if you want to apply this to yourself um, is you look over the last few months um, and each month calculate that that number so the number of people that you saw in that month divided by the number of new people and it'll give you a number there are a couple of caveats. If you're in the first couple of years of practice, it's likely to be lower than, it's gonna grow kind of naturally just because a certain portion of people will stick with you and so they, it will have a natural tendency to just grow a little bit each year just based on the number of years that you've been in practice. And so if you're in the first one to two years, don't be too devastated if it's quite low. Um, obviously it'll give you something measurable but and what I'm about to go through in terms of each, what each of the different bands indicate you should focus on will be useful. Um, another thing that can be important particularly if you're in an area where there's lots of people who holiday there or visit there don't include the stats from people who are just visiting you and so there was no possibility of you communicating individualized value in a way that they were going to stick around. So we'd take out people who were, look, I'm just in town for a week. So don't include their numbers. Um, now, the other thing that I would say is if you haven't yet started practice, if you're a student, a final stage of student, then I would encourage you to imagine that you have low PVA and build from there. Um, because it's a it's the sort of thing that if you're if unsure you're better off starting on the most basic skills and then building on there rather than believing that you have a higher level of skill than you have it'll that'll be more obvious as I go through it so if you have a PVA of between zero and twenty so in general people are staying with you for less than twenty visits then what that tells us is that in general a high proportion of the people that are coming to see you aren't making a transition from a pain level of health awareness to a prevention level of health awareness so what do i mean by this so what we're talking about here is the idea that the people that we are interacting within our practice are generally existing in a continuum in terms of their level of health belief so there are people at that pain level of health belief where their belief is that you'd only go to see the chiropractor because you had pain or um, had some sort of symptom um, and that we need to through our communication through our connection help them see at least one level higher than that i.e a prevention level of health awareness which says uh, which recognizes that it's possible to have pain or symptoms uh, to have sorry to have an underlying imbalance to have a problem and not necessarily have a symptom so people once they have a prevention level of health awareness are likely to stay with you for a bit longer because they they can see value in dealing with the underlying imbalance and it's at a prevention level so it's at that level where they're they're not necessarily looking at chiropractic benefits in terms of those positive health aspect but they can see yeah I want to keep doing this for a period of time almost in a rehabilitative preventative way um so if but uh 
so if you're not making that transition from pain to prevention, there could be a couple of key skills that are missing. One is in terms of connection. People buy you before they buy your message. So if they came in with, I need help with this pain, and you've you could have the best way of you know communicating bridging but if you don't have those connection skills it's not really going to land for people they're not buying you because they don't feel like you're connected to them that you're in the same team of as them um, so in that sense i would be focusing very much on your ability to create connection at a first visit so we've spoken previously on the podcast about strategies that you can do that with so uh, in terms of getting on the same team looking for commonality um, people are basically sort of wired to be tribal so if we sense that somebody is lives in the same area barracks for the same team has some other shared value then they're much more likely to feel a sense of connection to us there's also other ways of creating connection in terms of doing an open frame um, history i tell me all about your xyz so they feel heard um so in terms then of retention overall i spoke last week about really two key things connection and then communicating individualized value so each of the skills that we're going to focus on we'll do one so if you're at that zero to 20 you want to focus on that connection skill particularly in the first visit or the first couple of visits like making that initial yes we have this shared i know you're on the same team as me sort of idea in terms of individualized value here we need to connect individualized value for them in making that transition from pain to prevention and the core of that is that limitations question so what's this stopping you from doing or making it harder for you to do that you need to get back to or you'd love to get back to and so then we can communicate chiropractic as yes this is about getting you back to playing golf or yes this is get about getting you back to being able to concentrate at work and it's important that we deal with this underlying imbalance to prevent the issue coming back so there's a bunch of other strategies that couple in with this uh, not very subtle plug for the retention recipe 2.0 there are a heap of things that you can do but if you're looking for a starting point get really really good at asking the what's this stopping you from doing or making it harder for you to do and then from that understanding that whatever that's connected to if you communicate chiropractic the the pain the, their initial phase of care is getting them back to being able to do that and then the next phase of care is about minimizing the chance of it coming back um, then you'll start to grow your retention beyond that zero to 20 sort of band if we're looking at the band from 20 to 40 then most people at a high proportion of people coming into your practice and so this is probably a, an important point to add a little bit of nuance here everybody has people who no matter where your pva is who don't hang around you know i've been doing this for a long period of time and not everybody stays for life um but if you're making if your pva is somewhere in that 20 to 40 then that transition from pain to prevention is happening but it's probably a lower percentage of people are really connecting with that performance level so if pain was people are coming in only when they're in pain 
and prevention is people are staying for a period after that to deal with an underlying imbalance. Performance is where people recognize the simple truth that how their body works influences everything they do. And so coming in for regular chiropractic care isn't just either about pain or minimizing the chance of going back to having pain. It's about being able to do things that are important to them, to them, the things they have to do, love to do, or see as their role or identity to do. So in the examples I was just talking about before, it's about helping you be able to play golf at the highest level or helping you be able to concentrate at work at the highest level. Um, whatever it is, the high emotional resonance happens when it's something that is high in their value hierarchy. Um, so in that regard, we're still going to be talk, talking on skills that are focused on uh, that creating connection. And we're also going to focus on that individualized value, but it's going to be a slightly different focal point rather than really early on in that relationship. Um, we're going to focus on maintaining that connection on a daily visit. So how do we make sure that this person who's been around for a while, that we're showing them that we still see them as a human and we still care. And so in the daily visit um, workshop, what we focus on there is having a routine. We follow the same steps, but the first thing that happens is we, we have a, a strategy that is focused on creating connection, whether that's using eye contact, along with using their name, having a deliberate pause if they're lying face down, where you um, create a sense of connection via closeness and touch. There's a whole lot of different skills or strategies that you can use. The key here is to get very skilled at doing it in a way that is impactful. Um, then from an individualized value perspective, the skill then is to maintain that prevention level of health awareness to make sure that you are emphasizing that. And the main tool for that, I would suggest for somebody at this level, would be using that rule within their daily visit routine of function before feeling. So if the first thing that we do on a daily visit with somebody in that 20 to 40 might be um, connection, then with the next step would be doing some sort of functional assessment, whether that's palpation or some or some aspect of range of motion or muscle testing or something that gives us a sense of how their body is functioning that we can give them feedback about before you're getting feedback from them in terms of how they've been feeling. So the way that might work, if we look at this in sequence, I create connection. Hey, Paul, great to see you. Let's have a look and see what's going on here. Okay, that's good that way. Okay, not quite balancing there. That's not moving as well to the left. Anything new or different that I should be aware of? And so that sequence essentially reinforces that idea, an embedded idea within a prevention and performance level of health awareness that how you function is the determinant of prevention and performance rather than how you're feeling at any given moment. The key thing in terms of communicating individualized value for people at this level is lifestyle linking. Now, lifestyle linking is a, a much more demanding skill set. And so it requires a higher level of skill. You've got to have mastered a whole lot of the other skills before lifestyle linking really starts to have an, be accessible to you. But also lifestyle linking is a skill set 
that you can execute at a whole lot of different levels. And so if we look at the sub sort of skills of that broad idea of lifestyle linking, first of all, you've got to have a high level of skill at knowing what level of health belief someone is at. Are they at a, a uh, pain level of health awareness, are they at prevention or are, are they at a performance level of health, health awareness? And then also understanding what their lifestyle value is. So understanding the uh, feedback that they might have given at a with a limitations question, but also understanding that people often have multiple lifestyle values and that sometimes they will be motivated to do start care because of a lifestyle value of something they have to do. I have to go to work, but their true things that they love to do or see as their role or identity to do might be something different. I, my identity is that I am uh, connected to my family and value that time and experience of getting to spend time with them. So and um, having that sort of bit more nuance around lifestyle value and then the third skill of that is lifestyle linking. Now the core strategy of lifestyle linking is people like you who X often notice why uh, when they have chiropractic care. So somebody in who's a golfer fairly early on in their care once I'm seeing that their level of health or belief is at a prevention level, I will then look to link to the next level up. And so that might be something like, so people like you who uh, play golf often notice that their swing gets a bit smoother or they might hit the ball a bit straighter because their spine and nervous system is being able to run things better. Have you noticed anything like that yet? And the power of it is if I do it in advance, I'm essentially planting a seed for them to make that connection um, when, when it happens rather than me making it for them. So a whole bunch of different skill sets in there. So if you're in that 20 to 40 range, this is the sort of work that I would be suggesting you focus on. Now, if you're in the 40 to 60 level, um, then you're typically having a high proportion of people not only making that transition from pain to prevention, but also making that uh, transition from prevention to performance. But the 60 sort of says that perhaps it's not as adaptable, meaning um, so we're using the same strategy to kind of maintain connection, whereas often looking for skills in terms of deepening that connection. Um, and that can be either individual one-on-one -on -one, or say one thing that I've noticed recently is having another opportunity for a shared experience has enhanced the connection. So there are clients who we've engaged with in our um, Feb fast or Feb intermittent fasting um, challenge where people do intermittent fasting for all of February and they're part of a group experience in doing that that many of them we've grown a deeper connection because we have this other shared thing. Uh, I know Vizmai who's been on the podcast before feels a similar thing with people who might be part of their juice fast or people who might come to other events and special things that they run or their book club or those sort of things that, so that there's this other layer of connection that you can build in there. At the core of it, um, the, the key to deepening any relationship, to deepening connection is empathy is understanding and remembering lifestyle things. So rather than the generic, how's golf been? 
remembering or having a system for remembering that they were going to be playing a particularly challenging course and just checking in on how they're going or that their golf buddy was having a health challenge and they weren't sure whether he was going to be able to join him in playing in their weekly game and just checking in on who this other person is who's emotionally connected to their experience of that lifestyle value. Um, and then in terms of also understanding that the higher level skill is this idea that lifestyle value can have layers, but also lifestyle value can change. So being open to, yes, I've always spoken to this person about golf or their family or whatever else, but being having the antenna up for them sharing things that show that there's a new thing that they're interested in. And so you may need to modify the way that you communicate chiropractic um, to better be able to connect with them. So I hope this has been a useful sort of primer for you in terms of where you might choose to focus your attention. Uh, I'm sharing it partly because I hope it gives you incredible value, but also I'm working on a new program that will help you better be able to communicate the value of chiropractic. And it's based on this sort of organic idea of a farming model where we nurture the relationships of the people in our practice through this sort of approach. And it's based on helping you work on your skills at a level that's individual to you, that we're going to focus on the connection skills over closing and convincing skills. We're going to focus on how to ask the right questions and listen to the answers. And uh, then also, and broadly and probably biggest picture, helping you understand their story so that when you do tell the chiropractic story, it's one that interconnects and resonates with it. So I'm going to be launching it soon. Uh, it's going to be very small group. So I'm going to just, uh, in terms of managing that, be emailing out an invitation. And so if you're not currently on the email uh, list and this is something that interests you, then uh, go to Inside Out Practices, sign up for the newsletter, and you will be the first to know. So thanks for listening, and I will catch you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Under the Influence podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that you can catch all future episodes of the Under the Influence podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, then you will love the online program, The Retention Recipe. It's all about communication strategies that you can employ in somebody's first 12 visits that help transition them from a pain level of health belief to a prevention level of health belief and open up the opportunities for them to see chiropractic as part of a performance or wellness lifestyle. Check it out at insideoutpractices.com.